Hello, this is AJ, welcoming you to Inside the Quilting Pot. Grab a craft, have a seat, and let's get started, shall we? I am recording this podcast on Friday, November the 28th. Um, It is the day after Thanksgiving, and it is also Black Friday, if you live in the States. Um, Don't have a lot to talk about this time. Um, I am naming this episode, Finally. I recorded an episode in October during my trip um, to work, and I never uploaded it. Then I recorded a podcast on my trip away from work a couple of weeks ago and never recorded that. I mean, not never recorded it, but never uploaded that one as well. So I did do two podcasts, neither of which you have heard. So instead of putting both of those podcasts up here, I decided I would just um, start fresh. And again, today is the 28th of November, I do believe, um, the day after Thanksgiving. So a little bit of update for me. I am very soon, probably within the next um, 30 to 60, maybe 90 days, no longer be a active duty military person. I will be joining the civilian world, and I will be searching for a job yet again. Um, I am being separated from the Army um, at this point because of a medical condition, nothing earth-shattering, but it does limit my ability to um, do some of the things that the Army may or may not have me do other than what I do on a day-to-day basis. And as you know, there's a a big shift um, in the armed services right about now. So, and, you know, it's understandable. I am not a young spry chicken anymore. So I will be leaving the Army shortly. So I'll be back in the civilian world. No more 12-hour days for me. No more uh, Monday through Friday 12-hour days, um, and I'll no longer have my BlackBerry, so my time off will be my time off. No one can call me and and say you need to be here or something's going on with your area, so I will be a regular person. Um, I am going to probably take a month, maybe two months off, um, but in the interim, I will be looking for employment, but I am definitely going to take a month off and do nothing. Definitely. But like I said, I will be looking for employment during that time. So it's going to give me a well-needed break. So don't worry. Um, I am going to be fine. I have socked some money away over the years. In my case, um, being separated versus medically retired is a little different because they are basing my stuff on my active duty side, which has not is not as long as my reserve side. So all of it at the end will um, be factored in for whatever happens 
when I am finally done. So just keep me in your prayers. I know I'll find a job. I'm not so sure what I want to do. I think I really want to do some type of office work or education or consultant or something. Hopefully I can find something that I can work from home, which is my ultimate goal. But as many of you know that have that have some type of faith, um, your plan has already been made for you when you were born. So you're just living out God's plan. So whatever he has planned for me, it will come around. So enough about that. Um, my boys. Hmm. Gizmo, his Cushing's are doing great. He's taking his Vetoril. Hasn't had any more problems with that. Um, he is currently on immune, uh, allergy therapy, immunotherapy. So he takes allergy drops twice a day. In the morning and in the evening, I'm so glad I didn't have to give him allergy shots. I don't think I could do that. Well, I could if I had to, but I'm glad I don't have to. It is something different when you have to stick someone that is in your family, and my babies are in my family. They're like my children. And yes, I am a nurse, but when it comes to sticking a family member, it is a whole lot different than sticking someone that's a stranger. It's just easier to do it to someone that is not close to you. But with that said, if it is a need and something that will keep them going, you will do it and you will get over that thing. But that's just how it goes. It's just something different when you have to do something to a family member. And the other one, Jody, Jody's Jody. He's still hyper. He still barks at everything. And all he wants to do is play. He throws his antler ears at me. He throws his balls at me. His little orange, um, whatever you, what do you call those tough balls that you can't, Kong balls? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and then he has these stuffless animals and if it's not in the bed, when he gets in the bed, he goes and finds whichever one he can find. And he brings it to bed with him. So he, th- those are his babies. Jody is Jody. He's just, he is just got too much energy. Way too much energy. So that's how my life is going and the baby's life's are going. Um, so I do have a little bit of sad news. My local quilt shop closed. Colonial Quilts no longer exists as I know it. Um, The building is closed. They closed about a week or a week and a half ago. I can't quite remember now. So the quilt shop that was, oh, maybe 15 minutes from me no longer exists. In order for me to get quilt shop fabric now, I'll either order it online or I'll have to go to South Carolina. I know that sounds like a long way. But it's probably about a half an hour, not that long. Or I will have to go to um, another quilt shop. It is technically in Savannah, but it takes me about the same amount of time to go to South Carolina to the quilt shop. So just depends on what I am looking for. The other shop um, also, not the one in South Carolina, but the other shop also has, let's see, um, yarn. 
They sell nitpick stuff. They sell yarn. They have knitting classes. They have um, knitting groups. They also have quilt groups. So it's a combination. So if I want to look at yarn and or get um, more needles, I'll usually go there because then I can kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. So the one thing I am going to miss is that I don't have a Bernina dealer close by anymore. Um, they were a Bernina dealer, so the Bernina that I purchased on eBay some years ago, my 440, I would take there to have maintenance, but I don't have that now. The only other Bernina dealer that I know of is um, in Bunnell, Florida, just outside of Palm Coast. And you ask, how do I know that? Well, let me tell you. Lady G, um, that is where I went to learn how to use Lady G. That is my gamble dealer. Um, she owns a shop just in Bunnell, Florida. I, I think I'm saying it right. Um, so when I did my gamble class, I drove there. It's about three hours from here. I drove there and I took my gamble class and she's a Bernita dealer as well as, you know, she owns the quilt shop. So if push comes to shove, when I go visit my daughter, I can do it such that I leave at a timely fashion that I can drop the sewing machine off there. And then once it's completed, um, she has told me in the past that she would mail it or on my next, she would keep it until my next trip of me going to see my daughter or my daughter coming to see me. So that will work in a pinch if I have to, to go that route to get it fixed. And just to be honest with myself, I don't even have to do that because I still have my Viking, my designer SC, which was at one point my only machine. But I also have my brother PQ1500, which I use if I'm doing some free motion quilting with a domestic machine, if it's too small to go on to um, Lady G. And then I have all of my vintage machines. I have my 301, and I have my 66, and I have my featherweight, and I have my treadle. So I have no shortage of machines to use. So if the Bernina kicks out or conks out, then no, I'll just go to something else. Um, let's see what else. I think that's about it on what's going on in my life. Now, for many of you that live in the States, um, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, which I, I think most people do, that was yesterday. I'm a mom of three. Right now, it's just myself and my, my youngest. Well, I still cook like a mom of three. So I have enough food here that will probably last us for a while. I might have to freeze part of the ham. I love ham. It's my favorite. Um, I only like turkey breast, and that's what I bought for Thanksgiving yesterday was turkey breast, and that's what we had. We had a great meal. The boys had their meal as well, so we all sat down. Well, them not really, but we had our turkey and our ham and our sweet potatoes with marshmallows 
and our stuffing and our cranberry sauce and our macaroni and cheese and our collards. Um, I'm not a mashed potato person or a string bean person. And instead of having um, yeast rolls, we made some red lobster um, cheese biscuits, garlic cheese biscuits. If you haven't tried that mix, that red lobster mix, I get it from Walmart. You ought to try it. It's it's very tasty. So if you like those biscuits at Red Lobster that they serve you before you eat, so when it's time for you to eat, you, you're no longer full because you've filled up on the bread, um, you might want to try that Red Lobster mix. It's, it's pretty good. So that's how our dinner went yesterday. Um, today, of course, it is leftovers. I may make a banana bread a little later. We had no pies yesterday. Um, I didn't make a sweet potato pie. I didn't buy a sweet potato pie. I'm not a fan of pumpkin pie. Um, so no pies yesterday, but I may make some banana bread today. I haven't decided. And I also have some um, chocolate, some white chocolate chip macadamia nut cookies to make. So I may make those. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. And I might, might may not make anything. So there you go. Let's see, what is on my design wall? Right now, on my design wall is my spiderweb quilt. I have not added any more to it than I had the last time that I spoke about it. I have one of the round robin quilt tops on the wall. Um, it's been on the wall for almost two weeks now. I finally decided what border I was going to put on it. And I think when I'm done with the border, it goes back to the owner. And the owner's name is Shelly Beth. So I'm not quite sure who it goes to. I'll have to look. We started out counting myself with six people. Somehow we lost a person, never got a response. So three of the five of us that were left um, no longer have a center or a top. So it's myself and uh, Shelly Beth that has the centers. And everyone continued to work on them, and I do appreciate it. Um, Group C ended up with two quilt tops out of five. Well, technically six, but the one person never responded. So three people lost their centers along with whatever goodies and fabrics um, that they had sent forth in good faith. So just uh, one comment, and if you've never done a swap before, this is one of the things that you risk when you participate in it because you, you never know. People say that they're going to do it, and they seem to be on the up and up, but when it shakes out... Um, there seems to be always one, but I've never participated in a swap that we had three things, three of people's centers missing. And I keep trying to think of what I can do to replace that for those individuals, but I know I'll never be able to get their centers back, nor whichever fabrics, because I don't even know what their tastes were at the, you know, so to even try to 
to give back a little. So I'm still noodling that through my head to see if there's something I can do. And hold on one second. So what I want to do is say I, I'm sorry to um, the three that were in my group that centers seem to have gotten lost along with their entire box. And you know that's Ethel, Janet, and Adele. I am very sorry this happened to you. Um, I'm not quite sure how I can make it up or even if I can make it up. But I do want to say thank you for participating, um, continuing to to participate because you two could have given up and just not participated at all. So thank you for working on my top. And I am quite sure that Shelly thanks you for working on her top. As I said, her top is on my design wall right now. And um, I'm not quite sure who gets it after this. So I'll have to figure that out. So with that said, um, my top came home on Wednesday. It is lovely. I love what everyone has added to it. I chose an orange background. I'm not going to say an orange. It's more like a fall harvesty orange, pumpkin orange. And it is orange. And I, and I love it. It is way out of my comfort zone. But I thought it would be a, a good background. It's solid. Um, so it consists of orange, purples, yellows, golds, and it's a lot of fall colors. And I am, every time I look at it, I, I see orange. It's not that I don't like it. I love what everyone's done, um, but it is orange. And yes, it will be my fall, be my fall top. And it'll probably live on my sofa once I get it all um, put together as my fall decorative item. But yes, thank you. Um, my center was a, a Dresden. Um, there is a Dresden border on it that is absolutely wonderful. There is a four patch up there and it looks like um, one of the squares is a pinwheel and, and that's nice. I have some flying geese um, borders. It's a border on each end each end of the border, I have four flying geese. In each corner, I have a applique scallop border. And it's just nice. Everyone did a great job, and I do appreciate it. I love it. Thank you for signing my label, because um, I added in my box a label for everyone to sign so that I'll have everybody who participated forever a part of my quilt so that's going to be fun come some years when I look at that quilt and I'll look on the back and I'll see who helped make that quilt so again thank you thank you to everyone that worked on it so swaps so if you didn't know um, I participated in the quilt cast mini swap um, that was being hosted I guess back in October and I got my swap partner's name, found out what her colors were, and then rummaged through my stash to figure out um, what I was going to use. I didn't have to get anything new. However, I couldn't really think of a mini, um, a mini pattern. 
I wanted to do stars. If it had just been a mini pattern, then I probably could have done something. But it had to be stars. And all of my stars are 6 inch, the standard size. So I found my Carol Doakes book, um, paper piece and book, and I tried a couple of paper piece stars, didn't like the way they turned out, and I just uh, decided that I was going to use uh, Bonnie Hunter's technique and do some wonky stars, and that's, that's what I did. I did some wonky stars. Um, they weren't many per se, but they were smaller than what I, I normally work with. So I did that up, got it quilted, kind of did a, a all-over quilting um, because that's what I do. I had to do it on the domestic machine and I used um, an orange and the top thread and I think, yeah, orange and the bottom thread. It turned out in the bobbin and it turned out pretty good. So I got it all together and I sent it out in the mail and my partner got it. My partner was Carrie. Um, so she sent me a, a card and on the card um, it is a picture of a disappearing four patch and it looks like, hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. Jody is just killing me today. Um, it looks like um, the card was a group of cards maybe or maybe it just came from this place but it it came from AAUW Waukegan area um, branch so I'm not quite sure what AAUW is hold on it's there but I can barely see it um, so thank you thank you thank you Carrie I appreciate the card love it thank you for thanking me um, however I did not realize that you actually listened to my podcast, so thank you for listening. It was kind of unnerving to say, oh God, she listens to me. Oh, But thank you for being excited about getting my name. And with that said, I kind of geeked out when my top arrived to me um, in the mail, my person that had my name was April Rosenthal of Quiltcast podcast. So I kind of geeked out when I saw that April um, had my name and she did a nice star block and it was postage stamp size squares and stuff and half square triangles. And it's like, really? Yeah, hers was many. Mine wasn't many. Thank you so much, April. I know you probably don't listen to my podcast, but those out there that listen to your podcast will know who you are. And yes, I did geek out a little bit when I saw that April had chosen or had my name as a partner. And you may or may not know, um, she is one of the hosts of the Quiltcast uh, podcast, but she also is a fabric designer as well. I'm not sure whether or not she has made it, uh, done any books, but I know she's a fabric designer. And thank you. Thank you so much. I do love it. It's nice and scrappy. I love the colors. Um, I don't know if I could have done those many little one inch or one and a half unfinished inch squares um, in a top. So that was fun. Um, I wanted to get that done before I started on 
the round robin one and now that that's done that part is over um, I've got my stuff picked out for the round robin and I'm working on that one this weekend while I have the four days off for the holiday now I'm two days into my holiday time off the other thing that I am working on this Friday is art journaling I am heavy into art journaling right now um, I just think like I've said in the past podcast it's very cathartic for me, and I need cathartic at this moment. I need some just things that takes me back to uh, a nicer time in life, my childhood when I didn't have the worries or the stresses, and all I did was color and play and play with my friends. So coloring and art journaling, if I don't just, if all I do is get a background done or get some gesso on a page, I am happy. So... Like I said, I'm heavily into art journaling. I'm doing two classes online. Um, one is by Tamara Laporte, and she is um, at willowing.ning.com. I am taking her um, bookworm girl. It's a very whimsical um, girl who's sitting on top of a book. She looks like a librarian. So I am taking her class um, online, and so far today, being Friday, um, Black Friday, I looked at the first video, and I have a rough sketch of my bookworm girl. I haven't started any of the coloring in yet. Um, I am just enjoying the sketch right now, and she looks very cute. I have to admit, I didn't think I could do it, but I did. The other art journaling class that I am taking is by Jane Davenport, um, and her class is called Draw Happy, and um, I'm enjoying both of those. And the other thing that I am participating in, or not participating in, but that's making me happy is um, doodling. I bought this doodle journal book. Okay, I'm back. I had to go get the, the entire thing. It's a two-part book. It's called The Art of Doodle by Eleanor Quay. Um, one is one side is the book, and the other side is the actual doodle journal. So what it is is um, she talks to you about how to doodle, what's in a doodle, a whole bunch of stuff like that. I kind of skimmed through the book and went straight to the journal part. And the journal has quotes in it by different people. Um, some pages are blank with only the quote. Some pages have beginnings of doodles. Some pages have doodles already on them that left for you to finish color or do whatever you want to do with them. You would think that doodling was inherent. And yes, you do sit by the phone or you sit in mindless in a meeting and you squiggle and do things. But um, this doodling is kind of artsy more so than just making random shapes and yes that is doodling but this doodling that I am doing is with a purpose so I kind of look at it and I look at the shape or if I'm making the shape I think about how I can alter it to give it some interest other than just being a circle or a spiral or a squiggle or a flourish so I am having fun with that it's a two-parter it has slots um, so that you can put the back flap of the book in there. And on the right side, you put the the journal goes in that side. So it's a two book, one 
I don't know, container kind of journal. Not a container, but you know what I'm talking about. Both books fit into this one little book, so it's hard to hard to explain it. But if you want to see what I'm talking about, um, I'm not so sure if I get it up on the blog. I haven't been on the blog in forever and a day, so we'll have to see how that goes. Maybe once um, when this Army military side of my life is over, I'll have energy at the end of my day more so than just on a Saturday or a Sunday to actually get things done that I enjoy doing on a daily basis. And I can get back to my journaling um, and my um, blogging because I really do want to get back in there, want to get back into you know playing with Lady G and trying to establish my long-arm quilting business for the side. All of that is on the horizon for me. It probably won't all start taking um, shape until after the first of the year. So I got about 30 days to get myself together. So with that said, um, I'm enjoying this this doodle stuff. So if you, like I said, if you want to see what it looks like right away, you can go to um, just Google the art of doodle and you'll see it. And it's by, again, Eleanor Quay. I'm not quite sure when it, the copyright date is but um, or the published date, but it's a nice book. It's nice to me. So I am enjoying it. So I don't really have much more to say. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, I did order... This is a side note. I did order the one of the newer uh, Fitbits. I ordered the charge, and I got it home. It, I got it whenever the first ones were released. Got it home, put it on because it had half of a charge. I'm like, okay, I'll just play with it because what I was trying to do is the uh, the sleep function. I own the one, but I could never figure out how to make the one do its sleep function. And then you have to put it in this little thing and then put it around your arm, and that was painful to me. So when I got the charge, I put it on, I you know, went to bed with it on, read the little directions, went to bed with it on, and monitored my sleep, and it worked fine. Um, I got it one day after work, so... Yeah, I put it on that night. I probably didn't have it 24 hours, didn't have it 12 hours. What? Well, maybe 12 hours. So the next morning when I woke up, I went to look for my charger because I knew I needed to charge it to put a full charge on it. And when I came out of my room and I looked, I looked in the living room on the floor. It was something. And I'm like, what is that? So I went, and guess what was on the floor with the charging end chewed up? Jody had taken my charger off of my nightstand, took it in the living room, and proceeded to chew it. So needless to say, I couldn't charge the Fitbit. I wore it as long as possible until it completely died. And then when I went to look for my Fitbit 1, I found the case, but no Fitbit. I knew I took it to work. Um, I don't know if it's in the car or if it was in one of my uniform pockets and ended up at the cleaners, but all I have left is the case. So for a while, I didn't have my charger. 
when I went to Fitbit to order the charger, it said it was going to be four to six weeks delivery um, for that charger. So I called to speak to someone at Fitbit Company. And because it was a new product, they had not yet gotten all of the accessories for the product at this point. And yes, it was going to be a four to six week wait before I could get a charger. And of course, that bummed me out, really bummed me out, really, really bummed me out. So this was like the 9th or the 10th of November. So I am just spazzing out. I'm like, I got this Fitbit. I can't use this one. I can't find my old one. So um, the other day, a couple of days ago, some one day last week, I got the charger in the mail. So I was happy. So I was able to charge my Fitbit. And so I had it on the other day um, for a brief moment. I took it off and then I forgot to put it on. And my stats were posted at 89 steps. Well, yeah, I didn't put it on. So there you go. The Fitbit saga of mine. But now it's all together. Um, I have it on. I don't have to worry about losing it because the Fitbit one, you have to clip it on to you. This one is like a watch. It's also, um, I can look at it and tell the time. I can set it to vibrate. I, I got a lot of things to do with this one. Now that it's back and fully charged, I can go back through and read the manual to see all of what this can do. So I don't have much more to say other than I want to apologize um, now because I know there was a lot of distractions. Um, this is the third time I've recorded a podcast. Hopefully this, this time I'll get this one uploaded. Um, I tried to do it while my daughter was at work with the boys here. However, you heard a lot of clicking of the, the toenails. And as we speak, right on cue, that's Jody coming out of the craft room to see what I'm doing. Um, I let him outside and he was barking. Um, you might have even heard them chewing on a dingo bone or two. But that is life. That is my life. They're a part of my life. So I hope it didn't bother you too much. With that said, I want to thank everybody who is a longtime listener, all of the new listeners. And again, thank you, Group C, for participating in our round robin. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can do so at thequiltingpot.com. That takes you to my Blogspot website. You can reach me at thequiltingpot.podbean.com. I am on Twitter, Ravelry, Instagram, and Pinterest, either as Nitty AJ or AJ the Quilting Pot. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, enjoyed your family and friends, and I hope for those of you who took advantage of Black Friday and the sales that you had a good day of shopping, a safe day of shopping, and that you got everything that you went out to get during those wee hours of the morning. So, until next time, may all your seams be straight.